Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. listening to four and one more a simpsons podcast i am your host emma apps and with me as always is the one the only bob shoy say hello bob hello this is bob shoy the one and only (laughs) i don't know where i was going with that intro but i just went with it i liked it it. That sounded that's like one of Beef's intros on Weird Tales where he, he long you think he's gonna come to the end and he keeps going. I didn't know what to say, so I was just like, oh So I liked it. Today is so bittersweet for both of us because mm. it's our last episode and I'm really, really sad. But I'm also really happy because I've had a whale of a time. So it's, it's really flown. Like yeah. of all the projects I've worked on, this has been the smoothest. Um, we had like oh, every, we had a few sound issues here and there, but like it was like okay, we're going to do this, and then we did it, and we smashed it out, and it's all done. And it's just like wow, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's mad because like I was thinking about it today actually, and it's actually been a full year that because I feel like we started recording in August last year so it's actually been like a full year oh wow yeah Yeah. potentially when we was doing those like first preliminary talks and stuff yeah Yeah, because I think we recorded quite a lot in sort of August and September time and then it didn't come out to October because we was doing like a lot here and a lot there but um yeah so I do remember recording potentially the first episode or my favorite episode back in august last year so yes yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah we did do been... that one slightly early you're right so i think it must have been because my studies normally start at the end of september slash beginning of october yeah and i wanted to get a few episodes under my belt before my studies kicked in yeah it's absolutely mad but it's been so good but i'm sure we'll get into it in the episode hmm. so you want to explain a little bit more about like what this episode is going to be about I do, sorry. I'm eating. <laughs> this is um, the final episode and I'm so unprofessional. I never eat when I record. Mm. What are you eating anyway? I've got um, it's some uh, dark chocolate with chilli. Nice. Right, I've, I've finished my chocolate. It's the worst <laughs> thing to eat when you're recording a podcast. I know that's really unprofessional to me because it makes your mouth sticky. Oh, I can and imagine. You, have to, you get the sticky lip sounds. So I've got plenty of water. <laughs> right. So yeah, what are we doing? We're talking about um well, it's the finale. So we're going to talk about um we're going to talk about our favorite episodes basically from 
we'll talk about you, you said to talk about our see if we got this right because we haven't communicated on this again so no. I, you said let's just highlight again go from one to ten what's our favorite episode as our top 10 countdown one from each season each yeah as a little recap and then i said about doing a, like a revelations four and one more yeah uh so how did you take that see if we've approached this the same way so i've kind of just got a list of like four and one more things that i've learned since doing the podcast or things mm. that my opinions changed or mm. things that I'm a bit like, oh, okay, that's, yeah, like just a bit of a retrospect of the last yeah, year. Yeah, thing, thing, for me it was like things I noticed about the show. Some of it was like obvious things, but this what go around really highlighted it and mm. some things, sometimes it was like things I noticed for the first time. And yeah, so maybe we've approached it in a similar way. We'll see, mine's very vague. There's not many specifics on mine. Mine's very personal. Oh, okay. So this, we might have very different, we might have approached this in different ways, but similar. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. And then the other thing, I don't know if you did this, you mentioned it and I only remembered last minute because um, we only went up to season 11. Yeah. You said maybe highlight a couple of episodes from beyond season 11 that we like. I mean, I, I haven't done that, but I, I can do it off the top of my head. Like I, oh, right, okay. I do know some episodes that I'd like to sort of touch upon from later Great. ones but yeah so yeah cool so shall we start with the lists we normally do the lists and then we'll we'll move on from there yeah you can start i can start right okay so my number four and this is the only one that's really specific i think um my number four is generally just like certain characters have popped out for me this time that i'm like oh i really like that character um but mainly for me it's kent brockman ben and ben i can't believe i just called you ben <laughs> My goodness. Bob. Yeah? This is higher on my list. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and Kent Brockman is actually my example that I've used. Wow. I've got two examples. It's like Kent Brockman and then brackets plus someone else. Uh, so this is your further up your list. I'll, yeah. I'll save talking about it till it comes off on yours, and I'll save my little other one that's in the brackets. Okay, cool. For, for later on, I'll uh, keep the listeners yeah. tantalised. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my number four choice is um, how important a delivery of a line is. Ooh, that's a good one. So, yeah, the first example that I've got is our kind of catchphrase is part of my galoshes. Mm. How, like, it's really not overly funny or the line isn't supposed to be like, ah, ha, 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 gag, but -hmm. just how the voice actor just delivers it or how it is within the scene. Completely, completely, like, makes a joke a joke and there's a lot of these in here that i never laughed at before analyzing if that makes sense so an an amazing example of this and like it still really makes me laugh but we haven't mentioned it for a while is ha 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 ha, wing ha ha you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah this came up a lot when we talked about uh season 11 last time actually because it was like we said the the voice cast are so good that they can make these some of the writing in 11 isn't as good as previous se- seasons but there's some lines that are just killer because they get the deliveries bang on um i'm thinking i think yardley smith's great in season 11 especially for two which is the um you know life's a glitch when they have to get on the rocket like you can only bring one mum straight away yeah that bit and the other one where she he said when homer says oh, after all the bad things i said about you what bad things why <laughs> <laughs> those are the deliveries where the line itself isn't that funny but they're delivered so well by the main cast that it's um 
it, it sells it it makes everything yeah and so that is actually like one of the things that i feel like i've learned since doing this podcast because that is like a really good example that i never really laughed at that before but then sort of the way we've delved into things i'm a bit like oh actually that's actually pretty funny but it's the way that it's delivered that makes it funny and not the actual line um and now looking at it through those glasses knowing that in my head i'm now like okay that is actually funny that is actually funny that is actually funny Mm -hmm. and i'm picking more and more of those up than i'd ever did before so that's like one thing that i've got out of this podcast is actually really listening and like really concentrating on how people deliver certain lines yeah that's that's such a good one um even, even the incidental characters like um you know when homer is at the gun shop and he's like, if I had my gun at you, well, you don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> those little moments are so good. And I think those like little incidental characters, like you say, do make that scene because mm. that line is an okay line, like it fits. Yeah. But by him saying that makes the scene like a 10. Yeah, that's they're the little readings that stick in your mind more than anything like... Uh, you know, John Smith, 1984, my mistake. The, <laughs> that reading of my mistake is like burned into my brain. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's just the deliveries. Yes. Very good choice, Emma. Yeah. So that was like one thing that I was really sort of thinking about, like, what am I taking out of doing this podcast with you? And that was definitely one, like the way I look at certain scenes and the way I look at certain voice actors. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, like that was definitely up there for me. Mm. Well, that very, very good. Yeah. Uh, I feel I feel like your list is better than mine already. <laughs> and the funny thing is as well, I like, these This is just coming from the heart. It's not like I haven't sat here and thought about this for hours and hours and hours. This is literally me being like, okay, what have I got out of this? And mm. that this my list is just from the heart. Mm. That's good. Well, mine, mine was uh, just very off the cover. So I just wrote down like the first things that came to my head and I was like, they must be the things I'm going to talk about because they're the first things that came to my head. Yeah. So um, my number three, and I was looking through all the seasons and I was like, what do I always consider as like the greatest era and stuff like that? And it's, you know, seven and eight people like love and then there's a different feel to the season two and three and all this stuff. And looking through it, I was my number three is something I realised that season five might be my favourite. Oh, really? That's controversial. And it's a very odd season to look at. And when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, like, the ones at the top are not, like, the best episodes of all time. But the whole season is so consistently funny. Yeah. That I could watch any episode from this season and be 100% happy. Like, my top four on that season aren't even... Last Temptation of Home is one of my favourite episodes of all time. That's my number one. But after that... You know, they're pretty good. Yeah. Home of the Vigilante, um, Secrets of a Successful Marriage, Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song, Boy Scouts in the Hood. These are really good episodes. They're not like my top, but the whole season is like as good as those. Like even when you get further down the list, um, Springfield of a Dollar Sign, Lady Bouvier's Lover, Homer Loves Flanders. These are still like great episodes and they're further down my list. Yeah. I definitely think uh, season five is like 
it's definitely up there and it's it's kind of getting to its peak because obviously Homer's Barbershop Quartet's in there. It's like mm. one of my favourites. Oh, yeah, of course, um, yeah. Cape Fear. Sorry, yeah, Bob, yeah. one of my favourites. So I wholeheartedly agree with you that season five is incredible. And I agree with you that I could literally watch every single one of these. Like I could do it chronologically and start from episode one right till the end yeah. and I'd enjoy the whole lot. It might be the age I was when this was on though because yeah. we had it super young and I watched it with my dad super young and it might be like that nostalgia factor of like oh yeah this is when I was like more cognizant yeah when these ones were airing and I was like I loved it but um I I think a lot of some people don't really like a lot of people skip season one but even a lot of people aren't that crazy about two and three they're like oh you know teething problems and then like it gets really good for a lot like people say like seven and eight is like commonly considered like the best so five I think for a lot of people is like for me, it's got a perfect amount of that older Simpsons, which I love. Like season two is one of my absolute favourites. I know yeah. some people don't really like it. But for me, five has just enough of that still. Yeah. But it's transitioning into that like more jokey later stuff. It's like the charm. It's still got like yeah. the rough charm about it. Yeah. But when I was just flipping through, I was so surprised to see, you know what? I think five might be my greatest. It's got not the what episodes that are like, you know, not like Who Shot Mr. Burns and things like that, where it's just like, whoa, these are the best of all time. But it's just such a solid, I think it's, for me, the most solid that I can watch any episode from it. Yeah. It's it's funny you should say that, actually, because um, the other day, I I mean, since what, since doing this podcast, I in my sort of downtime, I've been watching Futurama and like Family Guy and things like that, just yeah. because I don't have to watch The Simpsons, if that makes sense. Whereas yeah, because yeah. we haven't done a season for a couple of weeks, I thought to myself the other day, oh, do you know what? I'm going to stick on like an old school Simpsons. Yeah, <laughs> I and started like, having that feeling. And I actually put season five on and I was like, oh, which one am I going to watch? So I actually, my go-to was season five, which is quite funny. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a real... Um, I used to have um, the seasons saved onto a hard drive, oh. plugged into my telly before there was like ease of access on streaming services. Yeah. Um, so I would flick into my files on my telly and, and watch them. But if I was feeling like, you know, I talked about Simpsons being a warm hug sometimes. Like, yeah. If I'm feeling down, I want to put on a classic Simpsons. Five was always one that I'd go to. Like, I can pick any of these and it's like, fine. I put on like Homer Goes to College. It's going to be like a fun time, you know? Like there's so many... Real classics of that era, but I very rarely hear five as like people saying it's the best. It's always near like the top, but it's never like this is the best one. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, you know what? It's so solid. I think it might be my personal favorite. And that was a surprise to me. Aww. So that's my revelation. That's really good. So yeah. Mm. Season five. That's, that's a good call. Okay. So um, my number three choice is the canon. So. I remember having this conversation with you really early on when we were sort of getting ideas together about what episodes we were going to do. And I said to you how much The Simpsons not being canon really, really annoys me. <laughs> yeah. However, I've kind of done a 180 on it now because I was thinking about it the other day and actually the canon not being canon doesn't actually bother me now as much as it did at the beginning. You're not going to believe this, Emma. This nearly was on my list. No way. I had the exact same thought. when I So I sat down and, and wrote this list last night and I just double-checked it over today. And when I wrote it last <laughs> night, this was on my bullet points for like maybes. I was like, yeah, something I've realised is the canon doesn't matter. Like, yeah. don't get wrapped up yeah. on it. It doesn't matter. The What really sort of cemented that for me is when we talked about Futurama. Yeah. And we said that's the div- main difference between the shoot two shows. Futurama cares about the canon. The Simpsons doesn't. And that's kind of part of the joke of it and part yeah. of the charm of it. 
And do you know, it's funny, and that was probably the moment that I kind of realised that as well, because yeah. it was like a few weeks ago that we recorded with that with Tiss, and I yeah. think it was round about that time, and I was a bit like, oh, actually, it doesn't bother me anymore. And it used to really frustrate me, really frustrate me, but now it doesn't, and I don't know why. <laughs> But yeah. um, it's almost like I've done a 180 in the year that we've been doing this. So There's obviously something that has made me come to that conclusion, but I can't actually put my finger on what it is. But this is a revelation that is pretty new. But yeah, the canon not being a canon doesn't doesn't bother me anymore. And that is coming from someone who is like a hardcore fangirl. If I like something, I become obsessed with it. And it kind of takes over my life a little bit until I move on to something else. So for me, like being into Harry Potter and being into um, Pokemon and things like that, the canon actually doesn't bother me anymore, which I feel like is personal growth. <laughs> it might be, I was about to say it might be age. Like you're just like, oh, it's a funny show. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just, I want to laugh. It's what's made me like, even though I'm not the biggest fan of like post season 10, yeah. Um, some of those episodes that I do like, I'm, I'm just like, well, it's the same mindset where it's like I, some episodes I used to not like because I was like, oh, it's so stupid, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm just like, no, that's, that's some funny jokes. Like, it's fine. Like, it's it's a softening that comes of age, I think. Like, no, it's fine. On hindsight, like, I don't know why I was ever annoyed at it. It's just a fun episode of funny jokes. But in a complete contradiction, like, I do love when they have callbacks like we were saying with the simpsons movie there's certain things and certain things that are pointed out and you're just like oh that's such a cute callback like i love a callback but i'm not overly bothered as much as i was this time last year about the simpsons canon at all well because it's run for so long as well it's like i don't want to think too much about the canon because actually the show falls apart a little bit if you do that yeah because in futurama it works because the characters age like every season they're a year older and there's changes that happen because of that and stuff. With The Simpsons, the characters don't age, yet they've had 32 years of adventures, and they reference them, and it's like, this doesn't work, you can't have done all this, and Bart's still 10 years old. Yeah. And you can't reference Homer has went to college, like, five years ago, but he's still the same age, yet the people he went to college with now have jobs. It, like, it breaks. If you focus on the canon, it actually breaks the show. It's like a massive paradox, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like a hellish existence for The Simpsons family. Yeah, I think probably the reason why I don't mind that it's not canon anymore is because if you think about it like you've just described it, that would really hurt your head. And I've got a million of a million other thoughts in my head that hurt my head thinking about them. I don't have to worry about you know how did Bart own an elephant and then forget he had it and then gets it. So yeah, I don't have to think about that. It's just a fun episode when I watch it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm so glad you was going to mention it too. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't because it made our list different. But yeah, yeah, I had the exact same thought. Like this time through, the canon isn't as important to me. It's not important at all. It doesn't matter. You just watch an episode and it's fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, is it my? It's your turn, isn't it? It's my number two. Yeah. Okay, so this... Um, people talk about who their favourite character is of the main four. And... Um, I think a lot of people, it, not many people pick Marge as their favourite, um, even though Marge has really grown on me. Yeah. Every, every time I watch it more, every time I rewatch the show, Marge grows on me more because yeah. I think some of her jokes are more subtle and then so there's still stuff to mine there. Um, so for a lot of people, it's either Homer, Lisa or Bart. And uh, I think Homer's the, the most popular character and then Bart and Lisa kind of evenly split. 
Yeah. Well, uh, uh, unless you grew up in the early 90s when the whole thing was Bart Mania and everyone just loved Bart. <laughs> Nowadays, I think a lot of people love Homer and, and, and Bart and Lisa are kind of evenly split. But And I always thought of myself as like, well, I, Lisa's my favourite, but I also really love Homer. Yeah. And then like Marge is all right and Bart's all right and their episodes are all right. And actually... As I've been going through, I've been like, actually, maybe Homer's my favorite. Because I look at my fa- my list of favorite episodes, and they're all Homer ones. I'm like, actually, Marge is sneaking in there. Like, she's got some great episodes. Actually, I didn't think I liked Bart episodes, but they're so good. Like, there's so much heart in a good Bart episode and all this stuff. And actually, what my revelation... It's not much of a revelation, should be obvious, but, like, the four main characters are so good. Like, yeah. They're, so, they're all so good that I don't think I can say, well, this is my favourite character anymore. I think I'm just like, no, they're all so good. And that's why the show works, because you've got four main characters. They're all brilliant. You can do right episodes focused on any of them. And they're the fact that my favourites have moved over the years between the different characters so much is just because they're all good. Yeah. Um, Like I say, it's not much of a revelation, but this time through, I was just like, it just cemented how good these four main characters are. Do you think this, like, your revelation would be, like, how much you evenly enjoy the characters rather than yeah. having, like, an I, what, absolute favourite? What I've written, I mean, that was a long ramble to say. My, <laughs> my bullet point actually says the four main characters are so good. Yeah. Which is like, well, duh, that's why it's been running for 32 plus years. Yeah, but I wouldn't agree with that because there are so many different shows where... That's not the case. I feel like yeah. The Simpsons is very um, on its own when all the four main characters are equally as lovable as like usually it's just like the main character or the main two characters that are amazing and the others are like okay whereas with the simpsons i totally agree with you in a sense that they are all really well written they've all got their own standalone episodes that are like masterpieces Mm. and um like there are really good bar episodes there are really rubbish bar episodes and you could say that about all four of the characters yeah. so it's very telling and it's definitely something that has grown with the show because as we said at the beginning like how marge was written at the beginning how lisa was written at the beginning was just poor but then i loved their character arcs because they were ha- they had more of their own episodes and more yeah. attention shifted on them rather than just Bart and Homer episodes. But I do put that down to experience and the different types of writers that they had rather than just the same writers writing the same stories about the same characters. So and There were early episodes that where they nailed the main characters. Yeah. And then they faltered a little bit, but then when they really got the characters settled, it was drawing from those classic yeah, episodes. Yeah, like, like Moaning I'm, I'm, Lisa. I'm thinking of Moaning Lisa. I'm thinking of yeah. um, Bart gets, what is it? Bart gets an F or whatever where he fails yeah. the test. Yeah. That's, that's, the first, that's the first episode of season two. And that really digs into the Bart episodes that I like where there's a lot of heart. Mm. Like he's a bad kid, but he doesn't mean to be. Which is why yeah. I talk about like Bart has ADHD. That's why I always yeah. Say, that's what I've always sort of thought. Um, it's like I tried. I really tried. Yeah, exactly. And that it's really an emotional episode. And I and um, life on the fast lane where Mark's gonna, Marge is going to be a little bit more wild, you know, and she's questioning her life. Mm. These episodes really got to the heart of those characters straight away. Yeah. When they sort of nailed the characters and got them settled, they were the episodes that I felt like it was drawing from. So early on, they had the characters are good enough to like create those awesome early episodes. Yeah. And um, yeah, once they settled into it, like 
there isn't a character I'm like, oh, it's a blank episode, oh, it's a bar episode, oh, it's a Marge episode, oh, it's this. Actually, no, they're, they're all good. <laughs> I couldn't actually say, gun to my head, I would still say Lisa's probably my favourite character. Yeah. But I, to me, I just, my esteem for all of them has risen so much, I'm like, no, they're all equal to me. Kind yeah, of. yeah, I 100% agree with you as well. Definitely. So, yeah. Mm. So, my number two is your number four. So Ooh. how much so how much my like for certain characters has shifted and how much I've like oh my god I really like that character and never would have given him a second glance at the beginning. So my main example I've put Kent Brockman but my main example is Wiggum. So like yeah. when you pointed out that Wiggum was one of your favorite characters I was a bit like oh I don't really get like not that I don't that I don't get it but I was a bit like oh I can't really think of anything that I like about Wiggum but then now like highlighting it in my own head every time Wiggum is hilarious Mm -hmm. I'm just like bravo like I get it now so like my my favorite Wiggum is uh Bake Away Toys (laughs) (laughs) oh he's so good he's like the only person in town who's stupider than Homer yeah but also he has like authority so the the my so this is my number four like the characters and stuff and I had Kent Brockman as my main revelation. My second one is exactly the same but flipped. So you said a character on that. It wasn't on your list, but you is said one grandpa? that you really loved. It's Grandpa. Yeah, I always love thought oh, grandpa. Grandpa's all right. Yeah, the same way that you were about Wiggum. And then all through this watch, I've just been like, Grandpa is amazing. He's so funny. I don't know why I'd not really paid attention to him as a character all these years, but yeah, so good. In some episodes, he's like the MVP, but like you don't even realize it. Mm hmm. Yeah. You're the bee's knees, baby. And like, I got the Iggy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's right. I did the Iggy. <laughs> Every time I see that now, it really reminds me of you. One of, that, that was made that episode for me. That's an episode I always forget. The front. Yeah. I, I never remember anything, but now I think of. That's right, I did the Iggy, and I think, oh yeah, that's the front, and it makes that episode, makes me want to rewatch the episode. <laughs> it's not even that much of a great episode, but that line, like, does it. Yeah, I just want to hear Grandpa doing I did the Iggy. Phone call, Simpson. Bear? Is this the Abraham Simpson who wrote the Itchy and Scratchy episode? Itchy and what? Oh, you must be some kind of crazy person. I'm sorry, but we have a substantial check here for a Mr. Abraham Simpson. That's right, I did the Iggy. And it's, it's it's another example of like the delivery of the line because I did the Iggy's not even funny if you say it in conversation, but it's just in context. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he says it so like blankly. <laughs> yeah, that's um, really good. So yeah, so for me it was it was Kent Brockman and Grandpa. Yeah. So mine's Wiggum and Kent Brockman, but like, yeah. there are other just characters like Flanders. Like I know both of you and I are both quite big Flanders fans, but like. Certain episodes, I'm just like, I love him. I love, yeah, love, love him. He's so him. pure. I used to laugh at him, and now I'm just like, no, he's great. <laughs> I really, I really like him. <laughs> yeah, but um, so yeah, it was just a revelation, really, because I think that you go through seasons and seasons and seasons and watch these certain episodes, and you're just a bit like, don't really pay too much attention to the secondary characters. But then when you sort of look at it, like we have through a bit of analysis. It's very much like, oh, like you see the sparkle Mm. in that character that you never realized before. Yeah. And a lot of these characters, 
a lot of these characters are just like the delivery, like we said. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of going hand in hand with like the delivery stuff that I was saying before, because it's just the way that they carry themselves. I love that we both had this on our list because we both had Kent as an example, which is a character I feel like we've sort of discovered together as we've yeah. gone how good they are yeah because uh, every time he has he's on it it's like it always comes up as like a funny line in the episode that we talk about and then the other one the grandpa and wiggum is like we've swapped over like introduced yeah. how good that character is to each other so <laughs> if by the end of it actually we were like yeah you're right about that and also we also realize this guy's awesome as well it's so good so that's that's really perfect that that was all like our crossover crossover one with ken brockman i always love just like he has these like really like 10 seconds of like airtime but it's so hilarious like i love when i love when he goes um i don't say tax evasion i say (laughs) tax evasion yeah it's so good he's i love the way he like mumbles under his breath Uh, i said all that (laughs) stuff you call this writing like when he just mutters under his breath it's really good and then when he just turns on a dime of like you know you know how great the leader oh we love you perfect leader (laughs) 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 completely changing it's like uh, i love you these and overlords and overlords yeah exactly it's just like the perfect leader thing where he just like yep flipped over now you're on the Straight other side away. Like, it's so shallow it's really funny so yeah that's uh that's really good i'm glad that like you say like i'm glad that we've gone and discovered different characters that mm. that we've both come to love since doing this and like millhouse has really grown on my opinion as well for me and you mentioned um you mentioned ned and actually ned was like a revelation to me at the beginning like side characters was the first side episode we did i think and um, I wasn't expecting Ned to be top of my list. I didn't even know him in my top four. And then going through it, I was like, no, actually, every Ned episode I love. And yeah. he's a great character. And watching through it has just only cemented that. It was like a real crazy choice for me at the time. And now I'm just like, no, no, he's awesome. I'm, I stick by it. <laughs> so if I was going to revise my top four characters list, like I said before, it would still be, um, I can't remember who said Wiggum and... Um, flipping out i don't remember what the episode what characters i chose but i'd probably i know millhouse is on it i'd probably swap millhouse for ken brockman now yeah yeah definitely i love um i love sort of just looking at different characters and just thinking to myself like i really didn't like you but now you've really grown not not they didn't like them but they've really just like grown on you uh, oh the other character from my list was lionel hutz so yeah now mine would probably be ned lionel chief wiggum and ken yeah. I think I think Kent snuck in there now, yeah. I love it. So yeah. Yay. Great. So yeah, that's uh that's my number two. Number ones. So my number one is um this actually almost came up earlier and it's the most simple number one I could ever give. It's the first thing I wrote down. And it's just that this is still the best T V show I think of all time. I think this is the most endlessly rewatchable show. Because we've just been talking about it for an entire year. This is why it nearly came up. (laughs) We've just been doing it for an entire year. We had like a a month since we recorded season 11. Well, we don't have to watch Simpsons anymore. And I'm like, already I'm sitting there almost like Jones in for classic Simpsons. I'm like, oh, I really... Yeah, I'm going to go back and watch uh, like Boy Scouts in the Hood, actually. I really fancy watching that. You know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as you finished, you want to watch it again. That's exactly what I've been like. I'm a bit like, oh, okay. So I've just finished season like 11. And now I'm going like... 
more to the beginning again. I'm like, oh, like early, early, early. So yeah, yeah. And it's like at the moment, um, Sky One have started like playing all the older episodes again. And mm-hmm. just just before I put the babies to bed, I um, was watching um, a fish a fish called Selma, which is obviously one of my favourite episodes. Yeah, yeah. And I was so excited that it was on TV. And even though we only like spoke about it, you know, a few months ago, I was like still so excited that it was on. I was like, oh my god, yes! Like it's incredible. It's incredible how addictive this show can be after all these years. Some of these episodes I've seen. I don't know, 30, 40 more times, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll watch that again now, right right now. You can put any of them on, and I'll watch it right now. And it's really funny because, like, when I've spoken to people in the past year and people that I don't really know very well, and they sort of say, oh, like, do you have any hobbies? And I say, oh, I do a podcast. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. What's your podcast on? And I say, oh, I do a podcast on The Simpsons. And they, like, just don't get it. And they're like, how can you talk about The Simpsons <laughs> for over an hour every week or every couple of weeks i'm like Mm. i just can and even my family who know how obsessed with the simpsons i've been my whole life they're like i don't know how you could talk for that long about the simpsons i'm like i can like trust me (laughs) i mean i i could talk for more i could talk about every single episode for twice as long as our longest episode if i really wanted to dig into it like there's so there's so densely written and so well delivered like you said before the cast so good like I it boggles my mind. This is the main crux of it. Just like I said, how rewatchable this show is. I can. Is I think it's just because like most shows when they have a golden era, like oh these are the good seasons. With The Simpsons, that golden era is like a decade. Yeah. Of just consistently great episodes. Not many shows have that many episodes that are that good. So by the time you've watched the good ones, you're like, I want to go back and watch watch it again again because you're that far removed from where you were when you started watching the great ones i I never can get tired of it no and the thing is as well that there's like per season there's like 20 to 23 episodes every season so if you think about that many episodes it's like how can they all be to such a high standard yeah. It just it's just baffling. It's just and like I, I know the the creators work their asses off. I know they were, you know, staying up all night writing it, putting tiny little jokes in that no one's gonna notice, and the animators are doing the same, putting little things in the background and sign gags and all this stuff. Yeah. More than they needed to, and it's what set it apart and influenced so many people all these years. And I think it's I think it's what I'm not saying that the new like crew behind the simpsons don't work as hard as i don't want to say they don't work hard but i think working conditions they wouldn't let them work no that roughly as they used to back then like in a dirty room like pitching ideas all night and stuff i think they'd have i think in today's age there would be more i hope they would be (laughs) i feel sorry for the right like i feel sorry for those writers working that hard back then but also it, it gave us the best stuff that television's ever produced yeah that's mad I love it though. I'm so, I'm just so grateful that I like something as much as I do. <laughs> yeah, it's a miracle. It's a miracle of a show. It's crazy how it can be this. It's, it was that consistent for so long. What I think is absolutely crazy is the fact that we still have this much love and obsession over it. Like twenty five years on, like and there's other shows I've been but watching things, it. Yeah, things don't they don't quite. They're, they're, nothing's as densely packed as this no nothing has this many jokes um, that are all so good and just hit 
different levels of my humor. There's clever jokes and there's some absolute slapstick nonsense and it's all crammed in. It kind of yeah. ticks every box, doesn't it? Yeah. It's why when someone says, oh, I never really liked The Simpsons, I'm like, but there's, how? How? There's so yeah. much there. There's so much. But yeah, you've got over 200 episodes of just the, well over 200, uh, of just the classic era that's just untouchable. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number one. It's still the best show. It I is endlessly it. rewatchable. Okay, so my number one's kind of taking a bit of a different angle than what you have. Um, mm. So it kind of touches upon one of yours that we've mentioned before. So, <laughs> so my number one choice is how much I love Horny Marge. Oh, I was wondering if this is going to come up. Yeah. Just purely, like, not necessarily horny Marge, but, like, just my love for Marge in general. And it kind of touches upon, like, your love for the four main characters. And Mm -hmm. Marge has definitely gone up the most in my estimations out of all the other characters. Um, But at the same time, like, we've said it before, there are certain episodes where I don't necessarily like how Marge is written. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think it depends on which Marge we're talking about. But... Just, just, I never really realised how much I love Marge when she's horny. Like, mm-hmm. her being this, like, not because I'm, like, a big perv or anything like that, but just purely because That does of, help, though. <laughs> it does help, yeah, exactly. But just purely how um, she is this, like, modern woman, how she can be a mum, how she can raise a kid, how she can raise three kids, how she could have, like... Do her house but yeah she could still be this like strong independent woman who's just got her shit together and is really happy when in her horrible marriage but she's happy it's her husband like well what i like about that the the other side of her character which i love and which makes her interesting is yeah she is independent and wants to get out there and does stuff and throws herself into situations and cracks the cases like when it comes to the monorail and like tries new careers with the real estate or when she becomes a cop but also because she's born and grown up and lived her entire life in this one small town married to the guy she met in high school she has this undercurrent of naivety with it which i find incredibly sweet and endearing yeah so she'll throw herself into the situations but then like is excited by the idea of putting oregano in something and her homemade Pepsi. It's a little Yeah, sick, exactly. The price is right. <laughs> How to make homemade uh, band-aids when they get the cable and stuff. She's like, ooh, that's a good idea. Like, <laughs> very simple and naive. Yeah. But then, like, given the right circumstances, we'll throw herself into other situations. Yeah. So I just feel like she's been, like, the... What's the word? She's kind of been, like, the little mascot of this whole podcast. Like... Yeah, I think we've both sort of... I, I When I recorded my four and one more before we started this the one i did with beef and tiss and becca in that i was starting to say like yeah you know marge has got some really good episodes actually marge is really like raising my esteem this is the first full watch i've done since that and yeah, yeah like every time uh, i'm just like picking out all the great marge lines and deliveries like uh oh, you really had a lot of talent kid <laughs> she wistfully looks up at her painting. Brilliant. I love it. Certainly talk about good deliveries again, like some amazing yeah. deliveries. Watch out for the shark attack. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Love Marge. Yeah. Brilliant. 
Um, yeah, so just the whole how much my opinion of March has changed and how I feel like she has grown the most out of all of the characters and how I, as a child, didn't really get March, but as an mm. adult with my own little family and a husband and like a job and everything, like I now relate to her more than I ever have. 100% appreciation with Marge comes with age. <laughs> no exactly. kid, no kid's favorite character is Marge. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, just Marge and especially horny Marge because, you know, women are horny too. Mm. Especially Marge. Especially Marge. Excellent. So, one more's, I guess. Yeah, man. So, the reason this is my one more is because it's my only negative point. Okay. I didn't want to put a negative point on the main list, so it's my one more. Um, so, the last time I watched it, the whole thing about, like, how, oh, you know, it really changes at series, like, 10, 11, 12, whenever people say it changes. I was like, does it? Is this just people, like, rose-tinted glasses, all that stuff? This time through, I'm just like, no. I, I what I've realised here is it really does change really quickly. Like it suddenly is just not the show it was, and yeah. I don't think it's just my rose tinted glasses saying that those first like ten seasons are gold and everything after it is like I was too old. I I really do think like it can't. It very rarely can recapture that magic after season ten. I just like I look at it kind of like a breakup of a relationship yeah and like you have all this like love and fondness for this person but then you look at it and you're actually like oh they're actually like not that nice and mm-hmm. it's like the end that last little end part of a relationship you're like oh i'm looking at you through rose tinted glasses and you're this amazing person but then when you actually look back on it you're a bit like mm, actually you're not that much of a nice person it's it like does this. That. I have I have the same journey every time I watch The Simpsons. So yeah. you know, all the time I I just go, I'm going to watch through The Simpsons again and watch the whole thing, and then I get so excited in the middle of it, like God, this is so good. I'm just going to keep watching. I say it every time, I'm just going to keep watching through. I don't. This is so good. It, it's never going to be a rainy day March. Uh, <laughs> and, then I, and then I start. I get to season ten. I go right. I am going to keep watching. And then I get through series 11 and the the wind starts going out of my sails. Yeah. And it makes me doubt the stuff that came before because I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm sick of this show. Maybe it isn't as good as I think it is. Like, I'm sick of it. After rewatching it this time, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Like, it's a good show. And then I sort of wane out and stop watching it. And then after a little while, I go, oh, I really want to watch a classic episode again. And I go yeah. back and then I get caught up in it and I go, oh, I'm going to watch it through again. And I go through the same cycle and I've never made it beyond. I actually got, I looked today, the furthest I've ever got. And it is, I've never seen past season. So midway through season 13 is as far as I've ever got. Wow. I've never seen anything past the episode, uh, Blame It on Lisa which yeah. is the one where they go to Brazil, because I was like, this is so bad. I hate that episode. And I've never watched anything past it. Yeah. Do you, in your opinion, like where do you think would have been like a really good position to stop? I always say Behind the Laughter should have been the last episode. Mm. Yeah, because we discussed that, didn't we? Like it was such a weird episode. Yeah. But it was, and I, yeah. I'm not a big fan of season 11 at all, but um, I don't know, I think... I think if it was the last season, I'd been I would have been kinder to it. Yeah. 
So yeah. if it ended at the end of season 11, I'd be like, yeah, the last series is a little bit shaky, but, you know, it's still good as a whole, like the whole show. I do I find still watch that the whole thing. not just The Simpsons, but like a lot of other sitcoms and a lot of other programs I'm a huge fan of, the quality does start to decline and you yeah. can kind of be you could kind of be a bit like oh yeah i just want this to end now but if then they do end you're a bit kinder to it so um, yeah frasier's a really good example so i've never watched right to the end of frasier yeah see season like 11 they're kind of just trying to wrap up everyone's storylines right. and it's just a bit like the main character is the only one who actually mm-hmm. doesn't have an ending. Like, so they kind mm. of rush a storyline for Frasier and ends it. But, um, but yeah, like, I, I always get a bit bored with certain programs and certain sitcoms. And then I'm like, okay, I'm glad it's ending now. Like, it's the right time. Yeah. And I've never had that with The Simpsons. And I've, I really wish I did have that. But then at the same time, I'm a bit like, I'm glad that my favourite programme has been going on for this long to say that it is the longest running and it has got the most... Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, to I say know exactly that. what you mean, because I think the same thing about um, Peep Show. Mm. I used to love... I still think it's a great show, but I used to really love that show. And um, the series before last, I was like, I'm not feeling this. Like, it's, yeah. it's run its course. It's, it's repeating itself now. And um, But then when I found out the season after that was the last one, I was like, oh, okay, well, it's wrapping up now. So I, yeah. I'm a bit softer on those last couple of seasons that I don't like as much because I'm like, well, it wraps up by the end of it and um, it's fine. I'm like softer on it. So if Simpsons did end at the end of season 11, I think I'd be softer on season 11 than I was yeah. before. Yeah. But saying that, you know, I love Behind the Laughter. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it should have just ended at season 10 because there's stuff in 11 that I could have done without ever existing, like Saddlesaw Galactica. Or, <laughs> yeah. The Alligator, yeah. Yeah. Take out Kill the Alligator and Run and Saddlesaw Galactica and uh, the missionary episode I hate as well. Take them three out of season 11. And we're all right. And it would have been, I'd have been well happy. I'd have been like, brilliant. This is great. Yeah. But then, like I said, I looked over it. I was like, I actually think I like season 12 more than 11. I looked over it today. I looked over the episodes. Yeah. So maybe maybe I should have ended at season 12. I don't know. Maybe there's episodes beyond that I like that I would be like, well, it's worth staying on for this. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's my negative plus one. Like, it does change after that first decade. It really yeah. does. As much as I've been trying to tell myself for the last few years, like, no, nah, no, nah, it doesn't. It's just me that changed. No, the show changed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, just your plus one left, yeah. So, I've taken a bit of a weird angle with my plus one. Cool. So, um, it's kind of more of a revelation of the podcast in its year rather than just being about The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. But my plus one is how much I've enjoyed watching my favourite programme over and over again, but mostly how much I've enjoyed working with you, Bob. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Because I was like, don't. I'm not going to get like too personal. I'm not going to like tell you my whole life story or anything. But I was in a place where I was just like, I have no hobbies. I have no interests. I really need to concentrate and do something for myself. You then come strolling along and just like threw everything <laughs> in my face. And it's literally been so much fun. And it's exactly what I needed to just get a little bit of myself back. Um 
so it was just the perfect timing for me to do something like this and it's been an absolute pleasure to talk about my favorite program with someone who's so like-minded and yeah it's just been so much fun so I just yeah wanted to say like thanks for giving me the opportunity and thanks for the wild ride it's fun to talk about something you like with someone else who likes it. That exactly. Is, that's what makes everything fun. Yeah, that's exactly. the good part of the internet. Yeah. It's just a lot of bad parts of the internet that make that some <laughs> sometimes disappear. Yeah. But um, yeah, likewise, it's like been such a fun project. And like I just said, it's fun to talk about stuff you like with other people who like it. Like I've my other friends like The Simpsons, but not on the level I needed to find someone I could know. <laughs> I really need to talk about The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, know? it's it's been so much fun, and like the fact that not many of the listeners know or don't know this like I'm not quite sure but like we actually didn't know each other that well when we first started this so our whole relationship is basically based on this podcast and like it's just really cool to have someone in your life that you're like guess what I've just seen and then I can like like the other day like I was just like sitting at home oh yeah we will send each other just silly pictures of Simpsons things we see yeah and like I I saw these like crusty pajamas and I was like, oh my God, the only person in the world that will appreciate this as much as I do is Bob. If I sent them to my sister, she'd be like, yeah, they're cool. Like, don't, like, she wouldn't even care. But like, <laughs> other people like just don't get it. So, yeah, it's, it's so cool to have like to talk about something with someone who likes it just as much as you do. Yeah. And I, I appreciate those because often I get those sort of um, random Simpsons messages from you while i'm working so on my phone buzz i'm like, oh god is that work i look down no it's a pair of crusty the clown pajamas brilliant um or i'll send you i'll just be like scrolling around the internet and i find an amazing simpsons sale and i'm like i wish i had 800 dollars to buy this because yeah. it was that sale of uh scratchy chopping up all Itchy. the itchies yeah from pinicia and i was just like man that, that is on, so on, cool above my desk <laughs> <laughs> if that isn't a motivator what is exactly I, wanna, I am scratchy and all my work i've got to do is the itchies yeah <laughs> or you should make your own like do it for her like homer as in front of his desk <laughs> but of homer of homer do it yeah for him. do it for him do, do it for them and it's just the simpsons family <laughs> <laughs> yeah that exactly. might be a bit too far but yeah oh i appreciate that emma i was not expecting um yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just really so much fun and like I feel like especially because you asked me to to be part of the show during the height of the pandemic and it was very much like it kind of overshadowed the negativity for me because it gave me mm. something to focus on. 100% that's why I'm always throwing projects in my own path. <laughs> and like at the time I was very much like go to work do a full day at work, come home, be a full-time mm. mum, do do my housework, things like that. And I just was forgetting to do things for myself. And like when you said about doing this, it gave me the opportunity to like watch The Simpsons and write loads of notes on them and like just to actually do a little bit for myself. And I just, yeah, it's just been so much fun. And like I've loved having the interaction with the listeners and like people on Twitter and just, yeah, and it's just so much fun and I've just really enjoyed myself and I'm going to be really sad to see it end but just like The Simpsons it's run its course <laughs> like I get that yeah if we carried <laughs> on I think we would start getting negative we were yeah. mostly really positive about 11 but while we, by the time we get into like 16 I think we're going to lose a lot of that spark because it's all about the nostalgia like I don't have 
memories of those lines and watching it and things like that. So it was always intended to be this nice little... And I feel nice like little package. we are ending it in a really good place as well because we're both yeah. really still really positive. We're both still really enjoying it. So it's the perfect time to end it. Yeah, exactly. End on a high. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to have projects. I always try and give myself projects around things I like because I'm always so busy. And, I, and some people say, well, you make more work for yourself. But it's like when I'm supposed to have my studies and my work and you know just you know general day-to-day things that everyone is doing needs to do and running the all the podcasts i it's hard to make time for yourself so if i say right well i'm going to make a project which is part of the podcast network and it's going to be about the simpsons so now i have to take time off to watch the simpsons it makes me relax and i have fun but i don't feel guilty because i'm being productive yeah (laughs) otherwise i would just never stop the thing is, this this so, yeah. whole project for me has sort of given me, like, I've, my excuse was always like, oh, I haven't got time to do that. I haven't got time to do that. But doing this, I've made time to fit the podcast in. So for me, I can now go away and be like, okay, I can make time to yeah do something else that I enjoy for myself, which yeah. I've always found really difficult. But this is just the proof that I can do it. You can do it. And yeah. um, for, for Alyssa, I don't know if we mentioned, the episode where I asked Emma her four and one more favourite episodes, That I know we said on the show that was like her um, interview almost <laughs> for the position. <laughs> but also that was actually the only the second time that we'd ever spoken to each other and we still yeah. never, met, never met in person. <laughs> no. So. No, it's so funny because like people always say to me all the time, like, "Oh, how did you meet Bob?" And I'm like, "Well, technically, I have never actually met him, but we've sp- I've like been a fan of your other podcast for years and years and years, so I feel like I've known you for years, if that makes sense." Yeah, you've just commented enough on about <laughs> the Simpsons references I make on Weird Tales over the years for me to go, "Well, that person knows about the Simpsons." <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, it's. <sighs> Right. One thing I'm going to say to the listeners is if there is someone who makes content, if that be like a TikToker or a YouTuber or someone on Instagram or even on Twitter, if you like their content, just bother them enough because they will ask you to do a project with them because it happened for me. So it will happen for you too. (laughs) People who are narcissistic enough to um, record themselves speaking inanely for hours upon end love to... (laughs) <laughs> praise love to know that other people are listening basically it's enough <laughs> yeah love so it. i guess we'll recap our, our four and one mores and then we'll talk about some of the other stuff so uh my number four is um revelations of side characters i hadn't appreciated before in particular kent brockman and grandpa my number three is season five might be my favorite my number two is the four main characters are all incredibly good. And in brackets on that one, I've actually written Marge. So I'm kind of lining up with everyone now. Marge is the one that's like really risen in my esteem over this watch. And my number one is it is still the best show. It is endlessly rewatchable. And unfortunately, my plus one is it does go downhill and pretty fast. <laughs> So my number four choice is how important the delivery of a line is to certain episodes. Mm. Um, and I've said, haha, wing and Panama galoshes <laughs> as examples. <laughs> my number three is the canon and how it doesn't bother me as much now as it did when we first started the pod. It doesn't um, matter. 
it doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me anymore. Um, number two is how much I like characters such as Wiggum and Kent Brockman and how much like I never sort of paid attention to them before, but how much I really like them now. Um, my number one is how much I love Horny Marge slash like how much I like Marge in general and how much her she's gone up in my estimations. Um, and then my plus one is um, just how much I've enjoyed working with Bob and how much I've enjoyed working on the pod. So yay. Yay. Excellent. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So we've got another quick rundown of lists now. I guess we'll quickly run through our top 10. Our, well, it's not really our top 10. It's our number one from each season, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I've done it. Are we going to do it season by season or am I going to do all of mine and then you do all of yours? Uh, I don't know. How do you think it would Let's work do best? I was gonna do. I was going to do all of mine then all of yours, but I will do it season by season. Otherwise, we're going to be talking too much. So, um, so uh, yeah. Favourite episodes. And I looked back and I saw if I was going to change any of these. And there was a couple where it was really tight, but I've actually stuck to my guns the whole way from what I said on the original episodes. So there's only one that I've changed. Ooh, okay. So you you can pinpoint that when we come to it then. Yeah. So uh, season one, my favourite is still Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, the first ever episode. And my number one of season one is Life on the Fast Lane. Oh, that's the one that changed. No. Did I not do I... that for the first one? No, you're Oh, on... oh <laughs> let me have a... Oh, no, it was, it was, it was, it yeah. was, sorry. I, for some reason, I thought some Uncharted Evening you'd put as number one, and I was like, that's oh, shocking. But yeah, Life no. on the Fast Lane is your number one. Yeah, no, I was going to put that on there, because that is like a sort of a wild one for me, because I do yeah, really, that was really just, like it that. It was so wild think... that I just misremembered it. Yeah, no, but yeah, definitely Life on the Fast Lane is... Uh, my number one yeah that's a great episode yeah yeah so yeah 
So season two, my favorite episode is still one fish, two fish, blowfish, bluefish. <laughs> and my number one is Principal Charming. Such a great episode. Your love for that episode has made me love that episode. And there's one a, a bit later, which has really made that happen for as well. Yeah. Uh, my number, my favorite from series three was Colonel Homer. And it's so good. Like that would be creeping into my top four of all time, actually. Well, funny you should say that. I actually watched that the other day mm-hmm. and I actually thought that to myself, like that would actually be creeping up there for me as well. It's, an in- it's a perfect yeah. episode. It's incredibly good. Yeah. But saying that my favourite is Black Widower of season three. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, because it's only one choice for me, really. Yeah, the uh, the one that I was going to say earlier that you've made me realise how much I love is actually from season three. It's Bart the Lover. Yeah, I love yeah. the episode, yeah. Because that was probably just in the middle for me of that season. And then when we did that episode, it snuck into my number four because I was like, wow, after you banged on about it, I watched it again. <laughs> it's so good. And now I'm like, you know what? That's really, really, that's a solid like fave from that season now. Yeah. Mother Lover is so good. It's funny because that was actually, like I was saying on um, Sky One, they've started playing all the older episodes and that was actually on the other day. And I was like, oh, just like, crushing over that episode like i love Mm -hmm. it so much so i think the next one we have the same choice it's home of the heretic yep yeah it's a real close second for me is margin chains i love margin chains yeah that's such a good episode as well so such good lionel hutt's uh stuff in that that's what nearly makes it but home of the heretic is so good (laughs) yeah um so season five one of my favorites of all time the last temptation of homer and mine's the um, Homer's Barbershop Quartet, so the B-Sharps, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, so season six, my number six is Homer Badman. <laughs> Such a good episode. Um, my number one from season six is obviously Who Shot Mr. Barnes? Ba- Barnes? <laughs> Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2. Uh, Who Shot sorry. Mr. Barney? Oh, my God, I'm going to do that again. Right, so my number... <laughs> you can so do it. My... Number one from season six is, of course, Who Shot Mr. Burns Part One, because that's my favourite episode of all time. Yeah, and that is such a close second for me as well. Like That's that's such a good episode. It's perfect. Again. Okay, season seven. My favourite is still Bart on the Road. Um, I, I always say it's my favourite episode of all time for nostalgia reasons, but because of all these years of nostalgia, it genuinely is my favourite episode of all time, but it's so closely followed by Summer of Four Foot Two. Yeah both amazing episodes so my number one of season seven is who shot mr burns part two ah which was your plus one when we did it yeah but it's actually um it is my plus one but you have to continue it yeah has to be fair enough i mean it's you can't watch one without the other it's such a a good two-parter um my number one from season eight is you only move twice so this is the one that's actually changed for me Oh, so my number one, and I, I think I can't remember how I said it on the episode, but my number one right this second is the Springfield Files. That's what but, you said on the episode. Yeah, that's what I said on the episode. But prior to the episode, it wasn't. So that's why I've switched it over now um, oh. because it wasn't before, but it is now. So right. since recording that episode, so I made the decision on that episode to put it as my number one and that was when I decided to change it but right at the second it's still my number one but it mm. wasn't before so if you'd have asked me before we started recording it wouldn't have been on there but since recording 
it's still there. It's because your love of the X-Files has just yeah. increased since we started this show. Yeah. So season nine, my favourite episode is The Cartridge Family. And my number nine is Natural Born Kisses. Mm, two great episodes from that season. Yeah. Uh, season 10, uh, my favourite episode is Mad to the Mob. And mine is Lard of the Dance. Mm-hmm. And are we doing season 11 as well? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, why the yeah, hell not? My favourite episode from season 11 is the finale of all time, of all episodes of Simpsons. It's uh, <laughs> Behind the Laughter. And mine is, it's a mad, 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 March. Great episode. I do love that one. Actually, it's worth keeping season 11 around for Mad Marge as well. Yeah, and Behind the Laughter, because I love it just as much as you do. It's so good. So, uh, so rundown, no changes for me. They, no. um I, I stood to my guns there. I did have a clear favourite from all of those. Some real close seconds, but yeah, they're the ones. Yeah. And even though mine hasn't changed from the episode when we recorded it, as I said, it has changed since the beginning of us recording it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, the other thing you said about doing on this episode was talking about episodes that we like from after season 11 which is as far as we went yeah now i had a look through the list of episodes from season 12 and 13 to pinpoint where i stopped yeah um i i wondered if i'd gone any further but i after looking no i've never even finished season 13 and i'm only like four episodes ever from away from finishing that so i might just go back and watch those last four episodes yeah i think the next episode for me is weekend at bernsey's which i've never seen yeah but from season 12 and 13 i did write a few episodes that i quite liked See, I haven't, so you talk about yours and I'll just quickly look through my list. Um, so season 12, there's, there wasn't many that popped up of ones I liked. Um, I do like Trilogy of Error. I do think yep. that's a fun episode because it's a cool concept. It's different. That's the one that sticks out from that season for me. Um, Skinner's Sense of Snow. I don't I don't mind that one uh, where they're all trapped in the school. Oh, in the snow, yeah. Yeah, because it felt like a classic Skinner episode. When I watched it, I remember thinking, oh, we haven't had one of these for a while, like a a Skinner centered one um New Kids on the Black is one I hated when I was younger and now it's actually quite fun the NSYNC one yeah I love that one yeah I like the stuff about um you know with the backwards singing and stuff I think that's quite funny yeah yeah they're the sort of they're the three that stood out for me if I was going to pick a fourth I, I don't know what it would be maybe the one I don't know maybe where Ned builds the theme park in memory of Maud oh yeah it's alright that's alright yeah Okay, so a couple that I really like. I know you hate this. Um, the computer wore menace shoes. No, don't like that. I love the episode. Mr. X. Is that the Mr. X one? Yeah, I love the no, episode. Don't like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's really funny because like, if we had spoken about season 12, I feel like we'd been really like controversial. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I really like the new kids on the bleach, however you say it, Black. Black. I think Blech. it's Blech, yeah. Yeah, I really like that one. Uh, let me just double check. Oh, there's a tree house that I really like, but I think it's a nostalgia thing. I don't like, there are parts of it that I love and parts of it that I really don't, but it's tree house 12. But that, is the that one... the one with, oh, it's not the one with Harry Potter, is it? Yeah, it is, but I hate the Harry Potter bit in it. Has it got the uh, Pierce Brosnan as the house that yes. fancies March? That's great, yes. that one. Yes, and I love highs and lows in that. And I love, yeah, I love the hex bit as well with the little Mm -hmm. leprechaun. So I love those two first segments, but I hate the Harry Potter one as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really um like that. 
Um, I'm just checking if there's any others. Yeah, I mean, they're all pretty... The, the season 12, I think, on the whole, is better than season 11, but the highs aren't as high. They're all yeah. like, yeah, it's all right. There's no real low, low, lows like there is with 11. It's yeah. just like, overall, it's a better season without as highs as like Mad Marge and Behind the Laughter. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm going right in to like season 20, just like randomly to see if there's any in here. Because unlike you, like I've actually watched quite a lot of the older ones but purely just because they're on channel just because they're on sky one right so um not because i've like actively gone out to watch them but just purely because um they've been on i've been watching them while i'm eating dinner and things like that like not purely because i wanted to watch them but purely just because they've been on yeah and to be honest i'm just looking and there's not not really uh not really much, really, that I can talk about, but really... I did I glance know. over season 13 because I was mm. like, where did I stop watching? And even though I never finished watching that series, there was actually quite a lot in it that I liked when I looked mm. back on it. Yeah. So um, I wrote down more episodes on that that I liked than in season 12, even though I never finished it. So I like the one where Bart and Homer get tethered. I remember being quite funny. Yep. Um, the one where um, this might be just for a different reason. The home of the Mo, where he opens the bar and, yep. home, and Mo goes to college. I don't mind that, but I think I might just be liking that because R.E.M. are in it. Yeah. Um, the one that really stood out to me because it made me laugh really hard. I don't think it's that great an episode, but the old man and the key is when uh, Grandpa... Well, yeah, he has. He moves back in with the Simpsons, and he wants to drive the car or something. Okay. I just remember there's a bit where him and Homer like fall out, and he like races upstairs to his bedroom, slams the door, and puts like old timey music on really loud. And Homer's like, "Turn that down." <laughs> and I remember finding it really, really funny, and it makes that episode stand out to me. Do you know what? I'm going through like season 13, 14 and like onwards and there's a lot of Mo episodes and I think that you know that I'm not really the biggest mm. Mo fan. I'm a bit like, oh, all right. I don't know. Mm. I just find him very like, I don't know. There's just not much about any of these episodes. Like I'm looking at them and I'm just like, oh, not really. So are there any that really stick out in your memory of like ones that I know these are great episodes from beyond season sort of 12, just off the top of your head? Um, Yeah, I mean, I remember, I can't remember if it's season like 18, 19, 20, that kind of area. Yeah. Um, I remember, I'm going to try and look for them now quickly. It might be, I th I remember hearing that after the film came out and they didn't have to focus on the film, the video game, the yeah. amusement park, all that stuff, actually there was a real uptick so it might yeah. be around season 19. I think there was like a bit of like, oh, it's a bit better again now because they can yeah. focus on the show again. Yeah. I think that there's a few episodes in that sort of area that I do really like. Um, I'm just looking at 19. Oh, 19 has the controversial, that 90s show. <laughs> oh, never seen it. I know about it, but I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, that's that when Homer was in like a grunge band or something? Yes, yeah, that's a yeah. bit of a shit show. I mean, the episode's not like... <laughs> not terrible like i've seen it a lot and it's not like it is one that i will watch i mean there are so many more that i really dislike but um yeah there's a lot more in here that are really problematic but 
<laughs> but it is what it is, really. A lot of these have a lot to do with uh, Cletus, who I hate. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of episodes that extend. I never thought they would really focus on that character. So, so there's yeah, there's a lot of episodes where um, about Cletus's family and like his daughters and things like that, which is really weird. There's one where like Bart falls in love with one of his daughters. Really? It's, yeah, I think her name's Mary. Mary Spuckler, I think. Wow, they really do dig into the extended cast. Yeah, and like they call back to it quite a few times after that again, and I'm just a bit like, oh, just I just just not a fan of Cletus or his family. Mm. So yeah, wow, yeah. I mean, one day I always say to myself, one day I'll watch through it all. Maybe, maybe I'll 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 finish up season twelve. I think this week, and if I want to continue, I will. No, season thirteen. Sorry. Yeah, I'll carry on from where I got to. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I know someone who recently started watching. They just picked a random season. It might be like season 24 or something. Yeah. And they were like, "You know what? I was really enjoying it." I was yeah. like, "Really?" And they said, "Yeah, you know what? I just thought there's all these new shows, but I already know these characters, so it's just like episodes I haven't seen with these characters I like. It was all right." <laughs> Well, there's actually, so, like, I've just gone on to season 31 because I've heard quite good things about season 31 and there's a couple of, like, I've just read the synopsis and there's a couple that actually don't sound too bad. So, like, one of them is, um, where's it gone? Uh, so, Todd, Todd, why hast thou forsaken? And it's apparently Todd loses his faith in God, which I thought, ooh. yeah, sounds yeah, like, pretty. This, this, that sounds all right. Yeah, I think there's some good concepts. I, from what I've heard, the newer ones haven't been that bad either. Like there's a, the, the whatever the newest season is has been all right. Thirty one, yeah, this is what I'm talking yeah, about. This yeah. one, yeah. So yeah, yeah, and thirty two is the one that's on now, right? I don't know. So thirty one, thirty one's the one that's the newest one that's finished on telly, yeah. And they're in the middle of thirty two now, or they might have just finished thirty two, but it's not on Disney Plus yet. And apparently that one was pretty good. Yeah, so but see, pretty um, good in comparison. Yeah, so yeah, let's hmm. uh, let's hope that uh, may long it continue. <laughs> shall yeah, we I say? mean, there's no plans for it to end anytime soon. I think they'll just carry on forever, right? Yeah, let's hope so. Do you? What about the the cast? Sorry. What about the cast? Because they're getting on. Yeah. What? What? What are we gonna do if one of them just like pegs it? I swear, I might be misremembering this, but I swear they said if at any time, they sort of made a pact between the four main cast members. They said if any time one of us can't do it, we'll all just step down. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. But who knows how much money Disney will throw at them now. If it's like, well, we don't want to replace all of you at once, it'll be a bit jarring, but we could replace one of you and then give it a year and place another one. Let people get... I just like, I just think... When that happens, it's just a bit like, oh. It, Can you imagine just, someone else voicing Homer? No, exactly. That's my point. And like we we were saying, like when we recorded the Simpson movie about Julie Kavner's voice, her poor yeah. poor voice. Yeah. Um, how long can you go on doing Marge's Marge and Selma's and uh, Patty's yeah. voice like that? When I see clips of the really new episodes, I'm like feeling for it now. I'm like, God, she needs to like rest her rest her throat. 
And that's exactly how I felt when we were watching the Simpsons movie and we yeah. were talking about it and you said, oh, she had to record it all day. And I was yeah, just like, Yeah, and this is oh, like 10 years God. later and she's still going. Um, yeah. I, I, they, need, they need to give them a rest. I don't know. I think... I thought maybe there's things they could do still with The Simpsons, like they could do like spin-off shows, or I still think there's legs in like. Well, I don't know how what the show became. Like I was gonna say, I feel like there's legs in the the Springfield show idea, which yeah. focuses on other characters. But I think some of the newer episodes do that anyway, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Because there was like a whole episode about Carl, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, oh, that's actually a really good episode. I actually really to, like, like that. He's in like Iceland or something. Yeah, so yeah, he... I've heard that was pretty good. Yes, that's actually a really good episode. So he, so they have like a, a lottery pool in Mo's bar where they all put some money in and they end up winning the lottery and Carl is the one who goes to collect the ticket and he disappears and they're like, where the hell has he gone? Mm. And Lisa sort of makes a point of saying, well, do you actually know anything about your friend? Because they're like, where would he have gone? Like, what? where's his family? And they sort of start questioning him as a person and their friendship. And then they just go on this whole like journey where they go. To, they end up going to Iceland, and it turns out that he was um, adopted by an Icelandic family. Mm. And it's just it's just a really good episode for a later episode. Um, yeah. And like it's really well written, and the story is actually really good. And um, it turns out, like I won't spoil it, but it turns out that his family were disgraced. So he's stolen the lottery money to like repair their reputation and stuff. Hmm. So yeah. So there's still there's still ideas they've got there. Then I know they've intentionally never done one about Lenny because they're just like, no, the joke is that we don't know anything about him and he's boring. <laughs> so they intentionally will never do one about Lenny. But they've done episodes about like Sarah Wiggum in the newest series, and um, they did a whole episode with just um, Skinner and Chalmers, like on a road yeah. trip and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So there's so still they are... there's still places to explore with the show yeah definitely i think the best thing they could do with the simpsons personally is end it but do like mini series and stuff do like a six do like a six episode mini series exploring this character and then a six episode mini series exploring another character the next I year mean, and things like that they've already kind of started to sort of dip into that because a lot of disney plus have um they've started re- releasing all those like like pixar shorts like they do with The Simpsons. So they've got the one with um, uh, Maggie's Date of Destiny, I think it's called. Yeah, I haven't well, seen the, it. The first ever one was the um, the daycare one. I mean, that was like an Oscar-winning short. Like quite a few years ago, that one came out and now they started doing more of those. And like they have that one recently about um, like Loki as well. They did the Star Wars one. They did the Marvel one. They did, yeah. I, I, I don't really like them. I've watched all of them out of curiosity and I haven't enjoyed any of them. I haven't watched any of them, so that's that's quite interesting. They're really short. They're like four minutes long each. They're super short. Yeah. And the first three, like the Playdate with Destiny and whatever, the, the Longest Daycare, that's the one. That's quite yeah. that's quite a bit older, that one. Um, and the, the Star Wars one, I didn't like any of them, but they're all silent. Oh, okay. There's no dialogue in them. They're like theatrical shorts with no dialogue. Oh, okay. Because Maggie's the main character. So they're like silent mini films. But then the Loki one has like voice acting and it has like Tom Hiddleston and stuff in it. And it's weird. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it feels a bit homogenous. Like, oh, well, Disney owned all this stuff. So we're going to like basically make adverts for it all. Like, uh. I don't like Simpsons being used as like the advert show. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a weird one, but we'll just have to see what the future of The Simpsons has to hold, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have no idea. They'll do another movie, I think that. Yeah. I've got a question for you, though. Um, So, what is the weirdest piece of Simpsons merch you've ever bought? I do have a T-shirt that I bought in America from a second-hand store, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. I'm actually wearing a Simpsons T-shirt as we speak. Um, that's pretty cool. What's what's your Simpsons T-shirt you've got now? It's only from Primark. Like my sister bought it for me a few years ago, and it's literally just mm. Homer with. It's black. It's got Homer on it, and it's just got like a donut, a squishy, and like snacks like round mm-hmm. his head. The one I got from the second hand store in America is like loads of TV screens, and each one has a different member of the family in it. Oh, that's and cute. And it's got like grandpa drooling and things like that. <laughs> that's quite fun. Um, as, as they would call it, a thrift store thrifty in, in portland um i used to have i've had a, when i was younger i had all sorts of weird simpson stuff i had like a bart simpson bubble bath thing but then when it <laughs> ran out of bubble bath i used to keep it and have it in the bath and that that's cute um i remember that because it had a real spiky head like real sharp hard yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that i do i do want to own at one point i do want to own a simpson cell I will yeah, splash out sh- and get one eventually. If I win the lottery, you can pick one, I'll buy it for you. Yeah, same. Ditto. Ditto. But go on, yeah. Well, tell me um, some stuff you got. So, this was probably. So, it must have been. The Simpsons was like 30 years old. So, it must have been in like 2000. I'm wondering when it would have been because that doesn't make much sense. But anyway, um, the. So, have you heard of the makeup brand Mac? Yes. So, a few years ago, they did uh, a limited edition Simpsons collection. Wow. And I have a limited edition MAC lip gloss, which has got Marge Simpson, and it's like bright red, and it's called uh, the Red Blazer. So obviously, she was <laughs> in Re- Real- Realty Bites. She has yeah. the Red Blazer, and it's called Red Blazer, and it's like a red lip gloss, which is pretty cool. Wow. Um, and it's limited edition, so it's probably worth quite a lot of money now. Because that's a, that's a collab I never knew existed. Exactly, it's the collab you never knew you needed. No. Mac, Mac. I don't Simpsons think I do makeup. need it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but they did some like really weird stuff, and I was like, I have to buy it, even though it's like, why would you ever? I've never used it. Why would you ever need it? But I needed it. Um, so that's pretty weird. That's um, a good one. I've got. Uh, the Simpson vans that my mum bought me for oh, my birthday. Oh yeah, you sent me a picture of those. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, I've never worn them because I'm too scared to wear them. But I will mm-hmm. wear them one day. Um, they're pretty cool. Um, I'm just trying to think. I mean, when I was a kid, I had loads of stuff. So I had like the Bart Simpson like alarm clock where he was on like a skateboard. Like every kid yeah, had it. Yeah, oh, I had a Simpsons dartboard. We um in my bedroom, and me and my friends used to play darts on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of the merch I used to have when I was younger. I had loads of books. I had like Bart Simpson's Guide to Life and things like that, which I loved. I remember having like a sticker book and mm. some of the stickers were like scratch and sniff. Mm-hmm. And like my granddad used to always come around and like give me like a pack of, you know, I used to buy like a pack of stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to have that, which I used to love. I had loads of the Jurassic Park ones. I've got loads, I've still got loads of the Simpsons comics. Um, oh, that's I've got, cool. I've got a big comic collection. And yeah, so I've still got a load of the Simpsons comics here. They're a bit battered and tattered. They're not in as good a condition as some of my others. Yeah. yeah. I've got some in German as well because I, when I was over uh, living in Austria, I used to go to the comic shop there and try and I was like, well, Simpsons comics are simple because they're supposed to be read by 
kids so i'd buy them in german so i could try and i could maybe Practice. understand and read them a bit yeah so yeah. i do have some german simpsons comics knocking around that is i think you win there for that's the quite weirdest, obscure like... though. that's quite an obscure one i forgot i had that <laughs> um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i've got i mean i'm sure i do i mean for my birthday you bought me the simpsons pins which i Ooh, love yeah they're cool yeah i'm sure they i've got some cool. simpsons pins knocking around somewhere i've got we've got loads of pins around the house um but yeah I'll just, I just, I will always, if there ever there's a Simpsons collab with anyone, mm. even if it's something that I'm not really that into, I would be like, I'm buying it because it's the Simpsons. Like, I'm that kind of consumer. I'm totally <laughs> with you on, like, getting the shoes, but then, like, worrying about ruining them because I bought, <laughs> um, quite a few years ago now, I bought some super limited edition Nintendo collab converse shoes and i was way too scared to wear them and actually ended up selling them because i was like i'm not gonna wear these and i well i made a lot of money on them because they were very limited edition yeah (laughs) i wore wore them like one time the funny thing is my my simpsons fans um my mum actually bought them in the sale so Mm. they were actually like half price than what they were originally so i could yeah and my feet are like the most common size feet so i was really struggled to find shoes mm-hmm. in my size because they're so common and they had my size and i was like it's destiny i was like you, ha- you if if you do not buy me these shoes for my birthday i will buy them for myself <laughs> right now <laughs> so um but i reckon in like a few years time i reckon i could sell them i, I won't because they were a gift but i could sell them for a lot of money because i got them like my mum bought them half price <laughs> I was always upset I never got the Simpsons Lego sets. Oh my god, yeah. They're so cool. And they're hundreds of pounds now. Yeah, my dad is quite big into Lego and I was yeah, like, I've begging got quite a few him. Sets. Yeah. I was like begging him to get them. He's like, Emma, I'm not spending like two hundred pounds. Like I don't like the Simpsons. Like <laughs> Yeah, I, like, I think they they were the about They were about two hundred quid each, I think. Yeah. I think for the size and, and that, that's about fairly priced for Lego, because I've got some of the more expensive Star Wars ones and they're about that price. But then I have nowhere to keep them. Yeah, my dad's got a lot of the Star Wars ones as well. But um, oh, I'm going to start a podcast with your dad about Lego, Lego Star Wars. <laughs> my dad would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Always trying to like convince him to get um, the Millennium Falcon and he's just yeah, like, that absolutely is, not. <laughs> that's £650. I, I've been trying to talk Becca's mum into buying that so that I can build it. I don't want to keep it. I've got nowhere to put it. It's the size of like a, a living room, like a dining table. Yeah. But I would love to build it. So if anyone's got loads of money, wants that, buy Donate it, send it. it to me. I'll I'll pay the postage. Let me build it. And then I'll dismantle it and send it back. I just want to build that one time. And the big Star Destroyer as well. But that's yeah. that's that's another matter. <laughs> he wants the Star Destroyer more than yeah, the Yeah, that's the same price, isn't it? It's just as yeah. big. Yeah. Anyway, we've digressed. Yeah, anyway. Well, that's because we've run out of Simpsons stuff to talk about because we've come to the end of the podcast. Uh, I'm really sad. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, me too. But it's been so much fun. And I really appreciate the opportunity that you've given yeah. me. Like I said, it's been you've been um great collaborator to work with because it's been so smooth running. You've been incredibly <laughs> organized, unlike everyone else that I podcast with. Um you and you and Rick are the two people I can always rely on to podcast with. Everyone else, um <laughs> I have to wrangle them. And I hope they're listening to this so they know how much stress they put me under. Um <laughs> But, you but yeah, them. it's been of course. It's been really fun. Um and if listeners, if you've enjoyed the show 
tell someone else about it because this show is evergreen. Like people can always go back and listen to this. It's not going anywhere. It's always going to be here. A nice tight twenty-five episode run. So tell people who might like it. And uh, if you have enjoyed it, let us know. We'd really appreciate hearing from you if you've listened to the whole show and enjoyed it. So you can do that on the email. It's four and one more pod at gmail dot com. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Bob Shoy. That's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y, Emma. And I am on there as at Emma Rowena, which is at E-M-M-A-R-O-E-N-A. And you can also go to the website fourandonemore.com. There's a way to contact us directly through the website as well. Um, and talking of websites, you can go to my website. That's B-O-B-S-H-O-Y, bobshoy.com, because um, this is part of my podcast network. And you can see the other shows I've worked on. Now you've worked your way through this. You might enjoy one of some of those. Um, there's only one that's currently running as of the time this ends with three retired shows that you can listen to the whole back, back catalogue of. And I'm sure I will, well, I know I'm already working on projects for the future, so there might be something else. But the whole idea is every show I work on is completely different. So it, it's bad for me because if someone likes one of my shows, they're probably not going to like any of the others. Um, but I like working on different things. So keep an eye on it. There's always going to be new stuff hanging around. And Emma, you also run the Instagram page for this which please keep going keep adding simpsons pictures and stuff to i will i will so i will continue to post there will be no more podcasts but i will just put memes and like screenshots and things like that so i definitely will continue to keep posting and i will keep trying to generate more buzz and more listeners because as you say it's something that you could keep picking up and dropping off if you want so yeah and the instagram if you search four and one more you'll see it it's yeah. on there yeah uh, you'll see the logo pop up and give that a follow and uh, emma just posts fun simpson screens memes lets you know if it's a public holiday i like when you do that <laughs> by tying it to the simpsons <laughs> like since swimming's day well that's the most important one of course um i'm not forgetting anything right no i think that's it that's just yeah so yeah, now it's finished. Spread the word. Tell people you like. Give us ratings and reviews on everything and, and do all that stuff. Uh, it's all still appreciated and let us know that you enjoyed it. And I think we're done. It's, it feels so sad to come to Aww. the end and to say the immortal lines for the final time. Yeah. Not until next time, but... <laughs> pardon my galoshes. Yeah, forever. Pardon our galoshes, I suppose. <laughs> our oversized galoshes with both our feet in them. <laughs> they're like um sideshow bob feet yeah we could go to um the most obscure fancy dress ever and we just both go as one <laughs> as giant yeah one galosh each and we say, Who right. we're, we're home as galoshes P- pardon us please <laughs> <laughs> we scoot through the party i just the funny thing is i don't even think other simpsons fans will get that no <laughs> And I might have created the most obscure Simpsons fancy dress ever. I don't know if there has actually appear on screen ever. <laughs> Part of my galoshes. <laughs> oh, I love that. Right, there we go. What a way to end it. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.